Welcome to FitChix Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChix Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for any of our upcoming certifications that you can read more about at FitChixAcademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are going to be together creating our dream lives with intention. Yes. So really what we're going to be doing is putting together and talking to you guys about how you can start to actually create the life that you want versus living a life that feels more reactionary or you're waiting for things to happen or you're Mm -hmm. not happy every day with whether it be your relationship or your weight or your job or your career or your kids or whatever it is. Um, we're going to teach you some tools that we use in our own lives too, to start to get not only really clear about what that is, but to have an action plan in place that actually is going to bring it to life. For sure. You know, I think too, like one of the things I think we need to talk about is like what intention really is. And like, you know, I think that most people, majority of people, they are not even really clear what intention really means, like living intentionally. So you know, really living intentionally is like, in my mind, the way that I think of it is it's about having a plan or having a clear direction, like an end result. Like I remember Stacey Martino talking about this once on stage when she was talking about um, the wizard of the wizard of Oz and like leading to Oz. And I loved that analogy of like thinking about it from that perspective. Cause it's like, Oz is like the end result, the goal, the big thing that you want to reach or that they wanted to reach in the movie. And then every single step of the way was like walking down this golden path to get to Oz. And so when you put that into your life's perspective and you think about living intentionally, living intentionally is really about that same sort of idea, this concept of like in the big grand scheme of things, and maybe you don't know what you want, 50 years from now or 20 years from now, but it's even thinking about like a year from now, two years from now, or even six months from now, what does that look like for you that will bring you so much joy that will bring you so much like happiness that will bring you fulfillment that will bring this like purpose into your life that you feel like is lacking right now. And this is where the work really, I think takes place is like understanding what you feel is missing in your life, what you want to create for your life. And then intentionally figuring out, like it's like reverse engineering and taking the steps to be like, these are the things that I need to do to get to my Oz. Well, I think that one of the things is, is that a lot of people end up well, first of all, a lot of people, including myself, so I'm, we're going to be sharing some personal stories here. They never even took the time to ask themselves, what did they, what do you really want to create? Right? Like I remember this, it was one of our mentors once in our previous coaching group. And she was talking about the idea of how many people can easily tell you what they don't want. Right. right. So even think about that right now, as I'm saying that, like, well, I don't want to be 300 pounds or I don't want to, you know, work a job for the rest of my life that I have no purpose, or mm-hmm. I don't want to marry someone who is X, Y, Z like this, right? We could sit here and I can list off all the things that I don't want in my business or in my health or in my relationships. 
but many people cannot answer the question of what do what do you want and yeah, even if i'm saying that right now probably like some of you might be having an aha moment being like yeah if you really put that into perspective like you know maybe right now let's say that you're an executive assistant and you don't like your job right you could probably tell me all the things about that job that you hate but if i said to you okay what would what would be your dream career what would be a job what would that look like for you that you would absolutely be so excited like this is my dream career my dream job my dream business i created and it would probably be very challenging for you because again our brains are wired to look more at the negative than it is to look at the positive we're looking at what we're currently doing and all of those things but this is where we all get stuck because when you're thinking like that, you're stuck in the present, you're stuck in what has already happened, you're looking at the past, and you're not looking at what is possible. And unless we stretch our brains to see what is possible, and even that's why we have an imagination, guys. Like when we're kids, we're, we're totally encouraged to imagine and dream and talk about our dreams. But as we get older, we don't spend time in our imagination. So like, just let yourself even for this very moment right now, go wild and be like, okay, what would my dream job look like? Like, oh my God, I would love to work with animals. Like if I, if I got paid a million dollars to do this, what would I do every single day? And that is the first step is to get really clear on those things that make you excited, even if they feel, cause this is what will happen to you. You'll think that and then you'll, your brain will start to go to all the reasons why that can't happen. I was going to say, it's like we, as we get older, all of a sudden we allow like this logical process to step in the way of these, like, it's like, oh, that's too big for me. That dream's too much. Like, that's like, I could never do that. Like, even though that that's your desire, you still allow yourself to step in your own way of being like, oh, wait, no, no, no. Like, I couldn't. Like, can you imagine if someone like Kanye West allowed himself to step in his own way? He wouldn't be running for president. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, like, he's literally like, he's created his own party, the birthday party. Like, he's literally like, I've got these ideas. I'm just going to go after it. Now, totally different story. But I'm just like using that as like a huge example of like what, could be possible. You can, you can do those things. If he can do those things, you can do those things. Why not? Well, and I find that this is a skill set, and this is something like I talk a lot about with my friends and in my personal life too, because I see it. I see it so much. And when I, and I used to as well, not be able to answer that question. And I'm still working on it today of what do I want my personal life to look like? And what do I want my professional life to work look like? And we're going to talk about how you guys can actually do this too. Yeah. But, you know, even for me, it's like I've spent so much time thinking about our business that even over the last three months, I'm like, holy shit, I don't even really have a clear idea of what I want the rest of my life. I'm 40 now and I'm going to live at least another 40 years. Yeah. I would. Um, I'm, you know, so I'm almost halfway through my life. What do I want the second half to look like? And I have to get intentional about it or the time will go by. And I will be in the exact same position as I am right now. Nothing will change because nothing will change unless you change it. So this is where I think that I get really excited about talking about this because the work that I have even done about getting intentional has manifested. It has been created. And okay. and it's something that if we all take the time, this is a skill set we need to teach our kids. We need to teach people from a young age. Even as kids, though, too, we put limits on our kids, too. Like we tell them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're like, I want to be an astronaut. It's like, oh, that's cute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, want to, I want to create, I want to build a jungle gym and have monkeys and live in the forest. Oh yeah, okay, well, you're going to go to college and you're going to get a degree in business <laughs> and you're going to do an MBA and blah, blah, blah. 
Like I actually try. It's so funny because I I think I told you this story, Laura, that I had that conversation with Maddie and I was like, hey, Maddie, like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow like when you get older? Like, you know, do you want to be a fireman? Do you want to be a policeman? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a dancer? Do you want to be a singer? Like all these questions, like just putting out different potential careers or opportunities for her. And she looked me dead set in the face and she goes, I want to be a shark. And I didn't say no to her. I just said, okay. I'm like, that sounds like a really cool idea. And I, in my brain, I was like, how can I make that happen? How can I help her become a shark? I'm like, she physically can't. I'm like, maybe I can buy her a tail. Maybe I can buy her a fin for the pool. Like I literally was like, how can I create this and man- help her manifest her creation of like what she wants to be? Because I don't want to limit Yeah. Well, that's the thing. No, no, totally. I was like, Oh, maybe she'll become a marine biologist. Maybe she'll work with like, you know, different like species in the, like that's cool. Like if that's what she wants to do, but like, I, I literally try to do the opposite with her because I don't want to put those limitations, but that's also because I kind of understand how to work with intention. And the other thing too, that I think is important what you said, you you were saying, how can I do that for her? That's the other skill set that we have to start to hone is having our think for ourselves. We mm-hmm. spend so much of our life looking for other people to tell us. And we just had this conversation the other day because we have a coach. Yeah. We have Chick Power Week coming up. Yeah. Guys, make sure mark your calendars. September 27th to 30th, we're running an, a virtual event, live virtual event. We're going to be doing workshops. We're going to be crushing it all about fitness, nutrition, creating your best life, health, and career. Um, so grab your spot, fitchacademy.com forward slash Chick Power. But we were talking about how the messaging that we want to have around this week and we're like, okay, we have this really great coach who helps us really get clarity and bounce ideas off us. So we're like, we kind of have this really rough idea. Let's go and ask her what, how she would do it. And then I was sitting and I came to our next meeting and I was like, guys, I feel like that was such a ridiculous thing for me to say. Cause really what I was doing was putting the work on her and not challenging myself to expand my mind, to think of what that could look like. Mm-hmm. Also, if we can't answer that question, how are we expecting anyone else to answer it for us? This is our totally. business, this is our baby. But that's the, the challenge too, is we have to stop looking outside of ourselves for the answer, learn, learn how to tap into who we are, what we think, what we want, and then figure out the how from that and challenge our own thinking instead of looking around and being like, okay, well, I've hired, I've signed up for a program. They're going to tell me exactly how to do it. Yeah. Well, and then it doesn't work. And then you're pissed, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. you have to start to learn and hone the skill of resourcefulness and thinking for yourself. It's so important and it will change your life. I promise you. Totally. 100%. So this is where this creating a life with intention. So I just want to say before we dive into it is that it's personal growth is a skill set. Okay. It's a skill set, guys, you have to practice and you have to practice it regularly. So one of my coaches, she actually does this exercise, which I love. It's called redeciding. So I actually have done this now for the last while. And you set a time frame, whether it be every six months, every year, pick a day, you could do it every three months, but it's the idea of redeciding everything that you have in your life right now. So redeciding that I like the house I live in or I don't. I like the relationship I'm in or I don't. I like the job I'm doing or I don't. I like the body I'm in or I don't. And not saying you have to love it or hate it. It's not talking about that, but it's redeciding so you're present. 
And I love it because it really forces you to re-examine because your life right now is a result of all of your choices, right? The choices yeah. that you've made to get to this point. And a lot of us don't want to take ownership in that. And we all have to because we have all the things in our life that we have because of the choices we've made. So if we don't like what's happening right now, we just have to, the great thing is we just have to make different choices. Mm -hmm. But that's a really great way before you do this plan we're gonna talk about, just look at your life and just think about the things, just ask yourself that. Like, do I still, like if this house I'm in, would I buy it again? Yeah. If it's a yes, perfect, you stay. If you're like, no, I hate living, like the ceiling's falling apart and I feel so unsurprised <laughs> in this house or whatever. You know, if your relationship, it's not saying you have to leave your relationship, but is this something that you want to put the effort into work on or you don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just the yeah. idea of just get really clear. And then once you get clear on the things that you want to work on, then we can start to do this next step. Mm hmm so the idea of personal growth, it just is, it really is work that you have to do ongoing. And it's something that you'll get better at. It's like going to the gym, right? You're not going to go to the gym once and get a six pack. We, when we all know that, <laughs> unfortunately, <Yes. Yeah. laughs> want to do like one vision board and be like, I'm done with it. I never look yeah. at it again. When in reality, it's like, you know, like the gym, you have to go consistently over time and eventually you'll get to that place. Personal growth, personal work, same thing. You put in that effort and you will start to see the results compound and you'll get that mental muscle stronger. You'll become more in tune with it and you will start to see all the things you are creating. And it's so cool because once you get to that point, then you're like, this works. I can create anything I want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Amanda, before we dive into this, I want to ask mm -hmm. you too, mm -hmm. when you look at your life, what yeah. is, what is something that where you've seen the utilizing the power of intention show up? Like what is something and where is something that you want to work on in your life? Hmm. So I think definitely where I've seen it working is in our business because there's always, there's always a lot of intention. Like a lot of, there are times where we're doing things just like we're doing it without like necessarily, or at least in the past without like necessarily having like a clear direction. But I think over the past few years, we've become very good and we've, we're getting better at the practice of being very intentional with everything that we're doing in our business. And it shows, right? We show with the amount of impact that we're making, with the amount of students that we're making, with the revenue that we're generating, like everything that we're doing, you can see that growth pattern. So that I think is very, it's becoming very intentional on a regular basis. That's becoming a better practice. I think... Um, I'm also, I think with intention, I think also the way that I parent, I think that I'm very, like, I try to be very aware of the person that I'm trying to mold <laughs> for lack but, of a better word. In terms of the person, like intention, like what is the parent you want to be? Or the, parent, the parent I want to be is, I want to be one that is you know, when I think about how I want to show up as a parent, it's really about like having a deeper understanding of what I need to do to support my child in a way that is going to be the most constructive way to give her independence, to give her ways to think for herself, to give her um, courage, to make her feel very like 
she's a very confident kid. And I think that that comes from a lot of the things that I've done with her as a child. Cause I've always given her choices. I've always given her the opportunity to make decisions. And I've done that through not just like guesswork. Like I've done work. Like I, I was intentionally like, okay, I need to read these books. I need to sign up for this course, like this parenting program. Cause I felt like there were areas I didn't understand how to parent better. And I, I always try to do better. So I was always like, okay, if this is how I want to show up, then I have to get the skill set to be able to do that. And in order to get the skill set, I need to sign up for a program. So then I have to do research to find the program that I want to do. So it's all like this sort of ruling effect, right? But definitely the intention for me is to really show up as a parent, to be supportive, to be able to provide her everything that she needs, but mostly from an emotional aspect and a mental aspect, to be able to help her grow, to be a strong, independent little girl and woman and um, being very mindful of how I communicate with her. Well, it's like, I think it's, so then what is something that, is that something that you feel like you're still working on or do you feel like... Yeah, I think that's going to be ever going. Like, I, like I don't think that it'll ever end because I think there's just you know she's she's going to be four, and then when you know as she gets older, there's just going to be new challenges. So there's going to be new opportunities for growth for myself to be able to show up the way I want to show up. I actually just had this conversation with David this morning, and I was saying how, you know, one of the things that is really important for me is that her and I maintain a relationship that she understands that I'm still the parent and that I make the decisions, or at least I'm giving her choices and, you know, I'm leading her by example, but, um, I want us to maintain a relationship. It's really, really important to me. I look at the relationship I have with my mom and even though she didn't really necessarily step in as like a parent for most of my life, like she was more just like my friend. I don't necessarily want that aspect, but I want us to have a relationship where Maddie feels very comfortable talking to me and very open. And so I'm trying to learn how to be that parent, how to, and I think that that comes, I mean, for me, it comes from a lot of like, understanding how to listen, understanding how to ask questions, understanding how to be um, non-reactive in certain scenarios so that she feels very confident um, confiding in me. You know, now she's like getting into this whole thing where she likes to tell me secrets. <laughs> the secrets are always like, you know, I like Smarties or something, but still it's just like, it's like she is getting to this place now where she feels really comfortable just talking to me about anything and everything. And she tells me about her school day and stuff like that. And I want that to continue. So it's just being intentional on that, but I think it'll continue to grow. If there's an area that I think that there needs a lot of work, I think it's my marriage. If I'm being super honest, like I'm always really honest and really open about my life. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's definitely my marriage because it's, it's always kind of taken a backseat for the past few years and it has to become something that is in the forefront. It has to be something that's intentional. I have to become more aware of how I'm acting in my marriage and what kind of person I'm showing up to be because I can't, I can't force my husband to act anyway because he's going to be who he is and I'm going to continue to be who I am, but I also have to show up in a different way because I know I haven't been showing up as like the way that I want to be in this marriage. I haven't necessarily been paying attention to it. And that's not, that's not how I want to be in a marriage. Right. So that's something that I need to work on. And then if it doesn't, if I, if I know that I'm doing everything, this is the thing with me with intention. If I know that I'm doing everything in my power to be intentional about my life and in an area like my marriage, if I know that I'm doing everything in my power and it's still not working or it's still not great, then I know for me, it's like, you can't be upset. Like I can't be upset at myself about it. Like I can't be angry if it's things don't work out. Like it's the same thing when you 
when you make a mistake in life, it's like, you can't be mad at someone. I can never be mad at somebody if it's not intentional. If it's something that's intentional, if somebody does something and they intentionally do it to hurt you or to um, cause you some sort of turmoil in your life, that's when you can, I, I feel like you're very justified to be upset about it. But when it's something that's not intentional, it's like you can have hurt feelings about it, but you can't necessarily put that on. You can't project that to the other person because it wasn't an intentional thing. Does that make sense? Sure. I think you bring up a really good point, though. That's a really big answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I think you bring up a really good point that I think is really important to note, especially as we go into, you know, if you're new to this idea of starting to get intentional about creating your dream life. Mm-hmm. And remember, guys, your dream life could just be like, right now, it could seem like a dream. And then when it is real, <laughs> you're going to yeah. be like, oh, my God. It's not saying that your dream, there's two things that I want to point out. It's not saying that over here is better than here. Like this is the thing we always have to remember that we tend to keep like creating this, like, you know, the idea of creating our dream life. It's like, oh my God, I'll be so happy. The grass is greener. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not what this is about. Life is always 50-50. There is always 50% positive emotion, 50% negative emotion. It's how we navigate through it. But it's what do you really want to use your life to create? And the second thing I think that was really important that you brought up too. And you said, you know, he's his own person. Everyone is their own person. Creating your dream life with intention is not about changing people. You cannot change grown people. You cannot change like most kids, right? Like, so the purpose of this is to be responsible for yourself and to do this for yourself, right? This is all about you creating your dream life. It's not about my husband will act like this and then I will be happy or like, you know, that suddenly my kids will act like this and then I will, it's navigating through, getting clear on what you want to create. Mm-hmm. And then of course, learning the skill set too, to then navigate through other people. Cause every, there's going to be people in your life. And that's the one been one of the hardest things for me is letting go of these manuals for other people and allowing that to play into my, like how my life is unfolding. You know what I mean? Like my dream life would look like this. And then I'm like, oh, but my husband's acting like this. Or like my clients aren't, you know, they're not getting this thing I'm trying to teach them and it's frustrating me or like my business is not going this way. And then I start to, I start to shift from like, it's outside of me when really it's like, no, it's my thoughts. It's how I manage my thinking around this. Mm -hmm. And then the thing is too, is that we tend to focus so much on the how, right? So it's like, when I was going to, when I was trying to lose weight before, it was like, I want to lose 50 pounds, right? And then it's like, right away, you start to go to like, oh my gosh, okay, so I need to work out and I need to do all of these things, right? Yeah. Like I need to drink more water. I need to exercise X amount of times per week. I need to start to eat real whole foods. And you start to just look at the steps. But I wasn't even really clear on why I wanted to create that intention, which the steps will figure themselves out. The first thing your only job is to get clear on what it is you want to create. Mm. And then the steps will start to come into play after that. Completely, completely. And I, I just want to add in, if I can, just two quick things. Just one is that, you know, the idea, even when I was talking about my marriage, it's like, I'm making this decision to show up differently and to do the work, to be intentional about my marriage, not because I have any expectations of what, how he is going to act or react. Not that I have any expectations that 
And that's the thing. It's like, it's so important not to have expectations of if I do this, then the reaction is going to be this. You have to do it with no expectations of how the other person is going to receive it. It literally just has to come from a place of this is what I want to do. This is how I want to be. This is who I want to show up as in my life. And that's for me, like a really important piece. And the other piece I want to like also say though, is on that, on the flip side of that, when you start showing up differently in your life and you start living with intention, it's like, it's really interesting how people around you start to shift, even without you putting that into practice or trying to like change someone. Cause I'm not going to try to change him. He's going to be who he is. And it's the same as my family, like my parents, you know, that like I've been struggling with their health and issues with that for a while. And it's like, I can never tell them who to be. I can't change them. So all I can do is continue to be who I want to be and continue to strive for the person that I want to show up as in my life. And if that impacts them in a positive way, that's amazing. Because a lot of times people will start seeing that change. It's just like when you start on a health journey, like a fitness journey. If you start losing weight, if you start gaining more energy, if you start just like feeling really confident and comfortable, people around you notice. And that's when you see like people coming to you and they're like, oh, what are you doing differently? What's going on? And then they're like, oh, you're drinking your smoothies? And they're like, I'm going to try that too, right? And it's like unintentionally you're helping other people change and you're impacting their life. And that's, but that should never be the goal. Like it should never be like, that's your intention. Your intention should just be solely focused on yourself. Yeah. The intention can't be to manipulate. It's like, it's like when, you know, when I was younger and like someone broke up with me and I was like, I'm going to just like, you know, lose all this weight to get super hot, to see them, to make them jealous, do all this oh my stuff. God. You go on this like crazy workout regime and then you'd see them and they don't, they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? You're like, what? This is so anticlimactic. You don't notice this. Yeah. You didn't notice all of this that I have now done. And it's like, and then so every single ounce, it's crazy though, the stuff that we do when we start to really become self-aware. And that's the purpose of this whole exercise too, guys, is to become self-aware. The more awareness that we have about the way that we feel, the way that we think, the way that we act, the more power we have. And I know so after training, we have thousands of students in Fitchers Academy and we see the same blocks coming up over and over again, which is why we like to talk about this stuff because it's mostly mindset blocks and it's mostly that people feel really out of control. They feel like they're not controlling any of their outcomes, which is not, which is really hard to tell them actually you've created these outcomes. Yeah. So this is, and that's the first step is once you get aware and you take ownership, the coolest thing is, like I said earlier, you now have the power to change it all. And yeah. that's what I think. It's not something about beating yourself up and looking at all the things you've done wrong. It's getting clear on what do you want to create and being like, whoa, I have this really cool power that once I spend energy and time focusing on, first of all, what I really want, the rest of it will become easy if I put in the work by taking action towards it. So let's talk about, mm -hmm. speaking of action, how do we start to do this? So grab some pens, grab some paper. So the first thing we want to do is kind of what I said earlier about that idea of redeciding. And, but this is more of just in this moment, I want you to look at your life right now. And I want you to split your page into, it could be three, I do about three different columns usually because my brain, when I'm thinking about my professional life. So when I'm thinking about our business, when I'm thinking yeah. about my finances in my business, when I'm thinking about money, all of those things tie to me into my professional life. Mm -hmm. So, well, it was just funny because money goes in both personal and professional, but 
So I put that into my professional life. So write down right now, you know, looking at your life, be honest, write down under your professional, all of your thoughts around those areas. So as I said earlier, like go through one by one, like my job. What do I think about my job? (laughs) Yeah. And it it can be, but try to get a little bit like, what are your thoughts about your job? Like, do you feel indifferent? You're like, it pays the bills. Yeah. Do you feel like all of that, like any thoughts that come up, don't judge them. Just put them, just write them out. Then the second column, personal. This could be your, your marriage or your relationship, romantic relationship. It could be friendships. It could be family. It could be kids. Mm-hmm. Also in this too, your personal, this is where I would also put, actually, no, sorry. Personal I leave is like more relationship based. And then my life, that's kind of my last one that I do. Yeah. And that is really what I want to personally achieve. Mm-hmm. So what are the goals that I personally have that are outside of my work? outside of my relationships that are just Laura's goals. Like, do I want to hike Machu Picchu? I've already done that, but do I want to hike Mount Kilimanjaro? Mm -hmm. Do I want to get in the best shape of my life again at 45? Like, do I want to lose weight? Do I like the body? Do I want to read new books? Do I want to, do I want to open another business? Do I want to step on stages and coach all over the world? Like what is whatever the goals are that I have for me that don't involve anyone else like they could obviously involve other people, but like, it's just like, these are things that I personally want to achieve in my life. And look at them though, like look at where you're at right now. And then just literally write down all your thoughts about it. So personally, so even let's say if you have like your personal goals, like how do you feel about them? Your body, how do you feel about it? Your personal finances, how do you feel about them? Like, where are you in your life right now? If you don't like it, let's start to change them. So the next step is always just kind of start with one. So this is why I like to put them in columns. So you don't have to attack them all as one big blob. Yeah. You also can set out different days to do them separately. Because I find, again, when I'm in my work brain, it's weird. It's very different. It's very different. I feel like you have to, if you're going to try to do them all at once, um, I remember Lori Kennedy and I talking about this and we were saying how like almost needing to have like a transition time. Like even for me, like between like work brain and mom brain, I need to do something like whether it's like I do 10 minutes of stretching before I leave my office, before I go be a mom. Cause it's like, I have to like decompress and like pull it away. And it's the same when, even when I'm thinking intentionally or I'm trying to create like different scenarios in my life, whether it be personal or professional, I have to separate the two because they are very different and I act and react very differently. And I think about them very differently. Totally. And I, and I find for me too, like, I like the idea of transition time or transition days. Like I find I can't, I personally can't do them on the same day. Cause I feel like when I get really into one brain, it's really hard for me to pull out mm-hmm. of that and move into a different one. So, but just do like a brain dump of all three of them and then pick which one that you really want to change first and you want to work on. And sometimes this is what's interesting guys is sometimes it's like the personal stuff. Like sometimes the personal stuff might be really heavy. Like, you know, like Amanda just, you know, said about her marriage. Maybe that's something that right now in this moment, you're like, uh, I, 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 I can't step into that just yet, especially if you're new to this work. So pick one that's going to be not easier, but that's going to be like, okay, maybe it is your job. 
You know what I mean? Like just, but I think, yeah, I think that stepping into like something that's a little bit maybe less intimidating is a good thing in the beginning when you're getting used to this work, because it's like when, it, when anything is new, you want to take like little baby steps. You want to get comfortable with the process before you start just diving deep into something that's massive. Cause it, it's even, even when I think about like my therapy work that I did, it was like little baby steps of like, Oh, I'm just talking about my anxiety. And then it was like, boom, we're going to talk about this massive PTSD problem I have. Right. Like, and, but it wasn't like I walked in on that. It was like, we walked in slowly. And after about two years, we finally got to that work. But all of the stuff and like the thing that's crazy too, those transformation can take two years. It can take five minutes. You might literally do this and have a, a transformative moment like that. Totally. Because the, the thing is once you sit down and you literally act, cause you probably have never asked yourself, like, how do, do I, I feel want? about, how, <laughs> how do I feel about all of these areas of my life right now? And yeah. this is why it's so important guys, to be honest, I want you to really think no one's looking at this and it's okay to say, I hate my marriage right now. It's okay yeah. to say that you're not a bad mother. You're not a bad partner. You're not a bad person. You, it's okay to say all the things because we can't change what we're not honest about. It's okay to feel like I hate my body because that's the, where you're starting from and the work. That's where you, you'll see very clearly where you need to do the work. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole goal of awareness. Awareness is really the idea of becoming aware of all the things in your life. And the cool thing is guys, is that thoughts are very tricky. The brain is very tricky, right? <laughs> and there's so many times that we will have thoughts that we think are good thoughts for us when really they, they sound like good, but they're like a wolf in sheep's clothing. They are holding us back, but we're using them to keep like, we're using them to make us feel like, well, it's not really keeping me back. I've had two aha moments where those came out where I'm like, holy crap. I thought that was a good thought to be having. And really that thought is keeping me completely stuck and small. What was one of them, if you don't mind sharing? Well, one of them was around like feeling like, so I have this idea of feeling like I always want to say things that are really like inclusive because I don't want to offend anybody. And I want, everyone has different thoughts and opinions and I want to respect all of it. But so that thought was something that I thought was a really good thing. I'm being a good person, right? But then when I did more work, I'm like, this is me actually using that as an excuse not to voice my opinion about certain things. Because there's things that sometimes that like, I feel like I've been put on this earth to share and to give perspective on and not everyone's going to agree with that. But that thought was actually my own insecurities of being vulnerable and putting myself out there for judgment versus me actually being a good person. However, I felt like it was like, no, that's a really good thought to have. Like I'm being super inclusive. It's like, no, I can still be inclusive and share Your my perspective. perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is where it's because well, like, it's just about being non-offensive. <laughs> there's a well, difference between inclusive and non-offensive. So as long as you're just sharing with respect, then it should be still inclusive. Exactly. And it's like, those are things I think, you know, and like one of the courses I've done, a lot of women bring this up too, to be with family members and, and parenting and all this stuff, the idea of being like selfless, right? Like, it's a thought mm -hmm. that you think my kids always come first, like always, always, always my kids come first. But there's times where that thought could be holding you back from doing something that you need that really, you know what I mean? You're too afraid to do, mm -hmm. or it's something that you are, you're pushing aside or you can have both. You can put your kids first and run a successful fitness company. It's yep. okay to be both. You know what I mean? Like, but those are the thoughts that we, so just be aware of those, those thoughts that come up that we kind of 
we put them in the box of this is a positive thought when really it's not a positive thought. There's like these little crazy thoughts, but that's where this awareness, all these thoughts are going to come up. Mm -hmm. Don't judge them. Just let them come up. But the cool thing is when you see them on paper, you're going to look at them in a whole different way. Things that you thought were true, you're going to look and be like, well, this is a bunch of BS that I'm thinking about. Like, <laughs> and it also allows you to kind of like spiderweb see like, whoa, this is where it's all going. Like, and this is and what's this is like catching me. And yeah, like it's, it's weird how it like webs out. And like, it usually like I find too, that a lot of the thoughts are very interweb connected. Like, it's like, oh, wait, I'm feeling this way about my marriage. But it's also because like, you know, maybe we're not having like, intimacy but it's because I feel bad about my body and then it's like all like Heather all connected you know what I mean like it's it's an interesting thing that happens totally so just allow all of it to come up and pick with no judgment yeah and Mm -hmm. pick one so let's say you're going to pick out of your professional you're not going to attack work financials money all of it let's say you're just going to put in your career right? You want to create a different, yeah, you want to create a different, like you're looking at your career, you're not happy with your career. That's the area that you're going to start to attack. So now underneath on a new page, put your career and then write down all the things and all the thoughts of what your dream career would look like. Mm -hmm. Now don't start thinking about how you're going to get there. Like the checklist of the steps, just let your imagination go. And what would like that morning you wake up and you go to work, what would that look, what would that feel like? What does that job look like? Who are you surrounded with? How much money do you make at that job? What are you doing to help people? If, what is your purpose for this? Like, what is the thing that's going to fulfill you? How many hours do you work? How many days do you work? Like mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And it's okay to say all of the things. This is the other thing too. I think that as women, we tend to feel like we're not deserving like my goal next year is to only work three days a week and be more productive than I am being now. That's actually one of my personal goals. I want to work three days a week, but be way more productive than I am now. I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, but I'm going to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, but that is what my dream life looks like is that I have more space to grow personally and mentally. And I have less space in the action of actually working like in in the like, day-to-day like not yeah. even in the day-to-day I don't want to be in the day-to-day at all anymore I want to be more no strategy. I mean I meant more like time like yeah. the time of day but I want to be so productive and efficient during the, those hours that I am in work mode that's a goal that I personally have now many people could say well I don't know how that's possible or that seems ridiculous people work 40 hours a week like how could you be as productive in like 15 hours a week but that's something that I know because I've seen it, right? I've seen women who do this mm-hmm. and I think it's amazing. And I'm like, that's what I want in my life. So don't give judgment on what you're thinking. Just what would that look like? And how much money are you making during that time? Because again, money and time are not, do not go hand in hand. It's really hard for people who have worked a salary job or an hourly job to think about that. But like, it's the value you create. So what is that? Just all the things, what does that look like? So write that down. Now, this is where things get fun. Find someone, like I just said, I know there's women out there who are already doing this three days a week. Find someone who's doing what you what you want to create. And you might have an idea that there's no one out there that you know of. So you might need to do a little bit more research. But go and find someone who is who is already has that job or has that business or is, you know, working in an industry that you that you really want. 
And it could take some time. I mean, for us now, we've been in this industry for a long time. We see so many incredible women who are just crushing their dreams in fitness in health in nutrition in business. Like it's, so, it's for us, it's very normal to have conversations about big goals and large amounts of money and big impact and all of this stuff. Right. But for many of you guys, it's really, you're like, Whoa, I don't even know anyone who's doing this. So I promise you, this will be really fun. Um, so go find them and then write out once you found them, start to study them and be like, what are the personality traits that they have? What do they, um, like, what have they done to make this happen? Mm -hmm. Thinking about it in the sense of not that this is what you have to do, but this was something I think that for me was a big game changer was not just looking at what people do, looking at the personality traits that they have and the way they show up. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Amanda, if you have anyone that you look at that you're like, whoa, that person is just crushing it and has like approaches things the way I want to approach things. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, there's so many people that I look at and I think for different reasons too, like there's different reasons why I feel like they are someone I look at and I'm like, wow, you know, like, and it, it's, there's some female, there's some male, like my friend, my friend's husband, Chuck, like I look at him and I'm like, man, he's like crushing it in like work, like in creation, in like, in just being someone who's an innovator and like, I'm just like, man, he's so brilliant. Right. And I, I love that everything he's doing is for his family. And like with the intention of creating this like freedom for his, his great, great, great grandkids, you know, and like, this is, that's his whole intention around everything he's doing. And, you know, then I look at people in business that we know, like Julie, who I'm just like, I love that she's, I actually love looking at what she's doing right now in her business and, and not only in her business, but in her life and how she's like, since COVID happened has started to like actually create more space for like gardening and stuff. And like, just like creating this like different part of her life and show or in showing up in a different way. And I really love that. So there's just, there's different reasons why I look at different people, but it all depends. Like even when I look at like marriage stuff, I haven't necessarily found that, I haven't really found like who I want to show up as like I, when I look at some of my friends, I'm like, man, like they're really good in this area. They're really good. Or, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like that to me, I can look at people as an influence, but I feel like that's super personal, like to figure out how I want to be as a wife. I don't necessarily know if that's like, I want to look at someone else's inspiration. I look at parts of what they're doing, but I don't necessarily don't, I don't know someone in particular. Does that make sense? For sure. And that's where I, again, I think it's kind of like the, the pre-warning to guys of if you're looking at someone on Instagram and you're thinking, I want to be a mom <laughs> like her, remember that someone's highlight reel. So find someone, find <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah, I usually find people I like, kind of know, like I actually know. And who's the sharing the, yeah, who's sharing the full journey. So like, for example, let's say even Oprah, like Oprah has created amazing, crazy things in her life, but she's also shared a lot about her struggle and her hardships and all of those things. Right. So yeah. it's like, find someone who's not just like posting their perfectly quaff pictures. And then you're like, why does my house look like a hurricane came through it? <laughs> and this woman seems to, you know, have full makeup and hair and like a perfect house, like, no, remember that's the highlight reel. So try to find someone. And especially it's going to be a lot easier if you are working on your job career goals 
um, because there's so many people out there who now are really showcasing that. Um, again, for the personal stuff, it is, I would look for coaches who are coaching in that area, who are talking about things that you already, you know what I mean? That you relate to that are, that are like the parenting in. coach that yeah. I really, I'm like, I looked at a bunch of different parenting programs and different coaches. And I just, I really loved what this one, the way, the way that this woman approaches parenting, because it's a very fair way of talking and there's a lot of communication aspect and, you know, and it's very clear the way that she teaches it. So it, there's just, there's parts of it that I really, really enjoy. And I really, I'm impressed by how she shows up as a parent. But so, the main thing is guys, what we want you to think about too, exactly is thinking about those personality traits. So like mm-hmm. for me, when I'm doing this and I'm looking at somebody who has the work life, that three day a week that I I want I'm like whoa they're a really strong leader they are really clear on their intention mm-hmm. they're very respectful of their time and diligent with their time they're very um, conservative with their energy like all of the things that that you see about them because the thing is is that number one it's great because it will show you what is possible and success leaves clues too right like it will show you And not saying you have to do it the way they did it, but it will start to give you perspective on things and areas in your life that if you're not creating it right now, it's like, wait a second, if I literally am like, you know, not leading and I don't know how to be a leader, well, maybe that's something I need, a skill set I need to work on in order to be able to get to the place that I could work three days a week, right? So this is where it gets fun because you've got the the person and now what you're going to do is you're going to start to take action. So this is like your action plan. So what you want to do is you want to start to, again, thinking, this is my dream life, looking at those personality traits, looking at what they've created. What is one thing that I could start to do or a different thought that I could have that would start to move me towards that? So maybe mine was like, I'm not a good leader. Maybe my new thought is, well, I'm a leader in progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like starting to find the ones that are holding you back and keep taking action. This is the thing that people, where people end up, I think, screwing it up. And I've done it. I've screwed it up here. They think they're taking action by consuming podcasts, by listening, reading articles, by following people, but they're not doing anything in their own lives. They're consuming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Massive action basically just means to keep on trying new things until you get the result and not quitting. It doesn't mean you have to invest a ton of money in one go or you have to, you know, get on a stage tomorrow. It means continuous effort, failing, effort, failing, effort, failing until you get to what you want. And that is where, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they feel like they try it once and they're like, no, it doesn't work for me. It's interesting. You know, that's one thing that I, whenever I'm teaching people about meditation work, this is, you know, and again, this is like, just like similar in the mindset of past uh, part of it. But when you think about minds, like mindfulness work, a lot of times people will always try it for a very short window. And then they feel like I suck at it. I don't want to do this. I'm no good at it. And then they won't do it again, or they'll do it like a couple of times and then they just stop. It's the same with a lot of things in life, but I use this as my perfect example because I see it so many times. I've seen it like a million times over and it's just like nothing, nothing new. Generally, nothing new is easy. Yeah. It's supposed <laughs> to be hard. It's you are going to be, to be challenged. You are learning a new skill set. 
just like this intention work. This is a new skill set. And then part of the intention work, the outcome that you desire is a brand new outcome that you desire where it is going to require new skill sets. You are going to have to step into places that are uncomfortable, that are hard, that you might suck at in the beginning, but you have to just keep going through the process. You have to keep practicing. I was meditating the other day. I've been meditating for so long. And I was like, the whole time, all I kept thinking was like, well, today's not the day. (laughs) My brain was like, all over the place. Whereas there are other times where it's like super, like, I'm just really in tune with the, with what it is that I'm doing in that moment. But it's like, I don't give up just because I don't do it well one day. No, and I don't I, give up because I think that I've reached this like Nirvana state. Like there's, I, I will never be there ever. I just know that. That's the beauty of this work too. As I was saying earlier, it's like going to the gym, right? Like you don't do it once and get a six pack. Like, and yeah. once you even get the six pack, you don't stop. You keep yeah. going. Exactly. And it's and what you're doing though and what you don't realize you're doing even the very first time you do this is you are teaching your brain a new way of seeing life a new way of doing life and a new way of opening yourself up to possibility yeah because half like the biggest problem is the way we think our brains are not wired i've said this a gazillion times in this podcast but they're not wired for us to thrive we want this life these lives of happiness and abundance and we just expect our brain of course should think all these positive thoughts no, our brains are built in very primitively to look for threats to keep us alive. Basically, mm-hmm. it's not there to be like, you know what? I want you to, you know, feel fulfilled and have these great experiences. That's on you. No, it's create. like, where's the tiger? <laughs> yeah, that's on you to create. And that is something, again, that's so beautiful once you recognize it and become aware of it, because then you have this amazing, the most amazing machine that you will ever operate in your life is your brain. But most people are not operating it there. It's on autopilot. And mm-hmm. autopilot leads to negative thinking. Mm-hmm. So once we start to master this muscle, I always think too, look at professional athletes. Like we see them when we celebrate them, when they win, you know, even right now, Graham and I were just watching the PG, uh, it was the FedEx cup and for golf and Dustin Thomas just won. And they were talking about his journey though, to getting to this point, how even earlier in this year, he didn't even make two of the tournaments, how he had a surgery that he should not even be coming back from that he made so many changes that he was not set to win but the thing was he didn't give up he kept figuring out a different path figuring out a different path and that's why certain people are successful is because they keep taking action when it doesn't work they try something different they don't change the goal they just change the step to get there So that is where guys, I want you, we're going to wrap this up. I want you to know that everything is possible for you. I want you guys to sign up for chick power week. If you're loving this stuff, because not only are we going to be diving into, of course, mindset work, but we're going to be having amazing interviews. We're going to be talking about fitness and nutrition for success. We've got a ton of stuff that's coming. It's all about setting you guys up with your chick power to create your dream lives, health and careers, because the time is now there's no more waiting and fitness even though we teach a lot about fitness and um, you know, in our certifications to become fitness and health coaches, fitness is just one piece of this amazing puzzle that you can create for yourself. And we want to be able to see you guys thriving, not just surviving. And that's what this whole event is going to be about. So make sure you sign up fitchicksacademy.com forward slash chick power. Yeah. And we will see you guys September 27th to the 30th. Bye everyone. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming fitness and nutrition expert or our holistic nutrition weight loss expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.